The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. The show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the... No. I'm not Lubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> Curses on you, Julian. A pox on your house. Forever a and a day now. A pox on your house. May you... Hold, I'm to, now I have to do... Uh, may, uh, may Link fart in your lap for eternity. Yeah, yo. Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by my fellow... <laughs> By my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the mean right hook. Get it? Lindsay Kelly. I do. I get it. Because right with a W, but also like right with a R, it means hitting someone. I did a hit. Why do I? Do, <laughs> have we run out of wrestling names that I have to be a DJ? Look how, just know, lean in. Lean in. You know what I think about that name? Rhymes with shit. <laughs> Heavy as the head, Hal. Heavy Boy, as the head. Boy, this is just a week full of Mondays, isn't it? <laughs> I'm the full Garfield this week. I'm the full Garfield yeah. minus the lasagna. What the yeah. fucking fuck? <laughs> really? You know, uh, Lindsay, everyone knows the new Tights and Fights ice cream Christmas shirt, right? Yes, it's amazing. Everyone knows it. They should know it. They ought to be thinking about it 24-7. You know, we also have our original Tights and Fights logo shirt available on Topatico. And the big news there is that those are available right now. Those those OG logo shirts that everybody loves, everybody wanted, and they were like, I don't know if I can spend on that right now. Guess what? It's available for the low, low price of $14 right now. $14 for a t-shirt is a great deal. $14 you do. And they are actually really nice t-shirts, I will say. Mm -hmm. And I am going to be a 42-year-old woman now. I wore a Tights and Fights t-shirt to WrestleMania and Jeff wore his on day two. And I have washed both of those t-shirts twice now. They've washed up really nice. Mm -hmm. No shrinkage. They're still soft and nice to wear. I was very pleased. And $14, that's a price that can't be beat. So I dare you to try and beat it by going there and buying one. And then seeing if you can buy another shirt that's as good somewhere else for less money. Spoiler alert, you won't. We have a link in the show notes for both of our shirts. So make sure you pick them up now that spring has sprung. You can compare them. Some days might be a logo t-shirt. Some days might be an ice cream Christmas day. Like you don't know which what you're going to feel every day. So you should get both. And you might layer them if it's cold, but you want your arms to still have a lot of air. I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but go do that now or I will have you arrested. We, of course, have (laughs) massive news to talk about in our main event, which hangs over all of WWE TV. You want to talk about the Raw after WrestleMania? We didn't really talk about it. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Vince returns. Yeah. Let me, I'll I'll set the scene. Yeah, you set the scene. Love of the love sponge. The the report is, you know, uh, I'll tell you right. (laughs) Hey, where's my wife? Has everybody seen my wife and Terry? 
<laughs> Ew, I have. Oh, good thing. Ew, I have. <laughs> I know exactly what, like, the material that doors are made of in that home. It's that really cheap, light wood. I don't like it. <laughs> set it up. So, I'll set it up. Vince McMahon forced out of the company in shame. Triple H takes over immediately. Like, the creative takes a turn for the better. The gates increase. Ratings get better. Like, everything seems to improve. Morale gets better. He brings back some released talent. Brings others back just for one night, but scares us into thinking that Nia Jax is going to be around again. Uh, then Vince, we started to get the rumblings that Vince is going to come back. He's not ever surrendered his majority stake in the company, and he's still uh, he's going to come back, take over the board to guide it to a sale. And that was a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes, oh, are they going to sell it to the Saudis? That seemed like the immediate thing, and then it's like, oh, well, I guess we should start winding down this podcast because... We're probably not going to be watching WWE then. None of us are watching AEW that regularly anymore. The Japan events don't happen every week, so... No. Are we just going to become special feature? Then we find out that uh, that they've sold to Endeavor. We're going to talk about that in the main event. But part of this is Vince is around WrestleMania weekend. Then he shows up on Raw. Every report is he starts making all of these changes. He's sitting in Gorilla the entire time. <gasps> and... Universally, people do not like Raw. No. Last week. No. I didn't finish it. Ice Cream Christmas was a lot. Two days of Ice Cream Christmas was a lot. I was very tired on Monday. That was on such a post-WrestleMania high Mm -hmm. that I immediately crashed. It was almost as though I'd eaten a ton of ice cream on Christmas. And then the next day, I was like, what the fucking fuck is this? And then so I turned it off about... Right before Seth Rollins' segment, I think, which seems to have been the right decision. And I was reading reports and we were in the group chat and I was like, I don't think I want to go back and watch the rest of this. Mm -hmm. It seems dreadful. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never did. Sure. Uh, Well, uh, definitely understandable. First of all, right after that, we're on Vince Watch. Is he going to travel from Los Angeles to Portland? Yeah. For SmackDown, is he going to further travel to Raw? We know that he can remotely from his home in Stamford make changes if he wants to, but that is different than him going yeah, to the rundown and changing everything. So SmackDown, markedly better. Yes, and SmackDown felt fine, you know? Like, we're getting it together. We're not clearly all shaking backstage because all of our scripts have been changed one hour before air. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I felt better about SmackDown. And then Raw, better again. Yeah. No Vince in person for a while. And it also seems like everything, the Brock Cody stuff was planned ahead of time. Yes. Yeah, I read that, right? They only changed, like, one segment that they were going to have Cody call him, which is dumb anyway. So, yeah, that seems fine. It seems like we're in this sort of, it's not crappy. I think Backlash will be a good show. Feels a little out of continuity. Yeah, it feels like a holding pattern show to me. It's um, obviously we're going to have some Bad Bunny action, which I am into because, as we all know, he's my favorite wrestler. So, like, I'm sure. very excited about Bad Bunny, <laughs> Ray, Dom, Priest, shenanigans, and Legato. However, that's going to spin out. That will be fun. I think. I think Cody Brock is fun. I think that's a good idea. Like. Roman's not going to work two pay-per-views back to back. Like Roman's not going to do that. And if the plan is to have Roman Cody go again, they have to be kept apart. I saw yes. some people be like, "But why though?" I'm like, "Because Brock though. Brock be Brocken, as the kids he's say. He's still Brock. He's in his midnight's era. Like you, you don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> That's going to be my next fan art request. Is just the Taylor Swift eras logo with Brock eras. 
I could do that. In fairness, it's not hard. I love that EO is going to be in the mix. That was a fun match. Becky Trish. I'm rambling about Raw now because I'm like, I feel like I'm just sat with Hal going, you know what? It was fun. And that's my feedback from this week. It was fun. <laughs> One of my other uh, groups that I talk about wrestling with. I'm sorry, what? I know. I know. <laughs> my friend uh, Terrell was like, he was saying this, I think, during WrestleMania. He's like, Trish is going to turn on them. Yeah. I was like, no, they're there to get their payout. They're the WrestleMania show. Lita was a step slow. She didn't let herself down. She just wasn't where she used to be. And why no. would she be? She is much older than she was. Of course. And not actively wrestling all exactly. the time. Exactly. Most importantly. She did amazing. Trish looked great. She looked great again on Monday, save for one spot. And now they've gone back. People are analyzing like interviews she gave a year ago where she was kind of being like snotty about Becky. So if this is something that they planted seeds for that long ago, bravo. Do you remember when Jericho faced the legends at WrestleMania and like Ricky Steamboat got in the ring and he was so good that they gave him a solo match again. They gave him a one-on-one match against Jericho (laughs) at the next pay-per-view. This feels like that of like, oh, she could still go and be actively on this roster every day. She looks in better shape, I think, than she ever did during her WWE career. And she, she was insane. in fantastic shape then. She looks insane. No, I it's, agree completely. I mean, they have the potential to have an excellent match. Um, honestly, potential to be a show stealer because mm-hmm. there's obviously so much respect and trust between the two of them. And I think they will go fully at it. I'm excited to see that. I am too. The... <laughs> The promo on SmackDown that the Judgment Day had after Triple H announced the draft, which we'll <laughs> yes. talk about in a second. But Rhea Ripley's introduced. She comes out with Judgment Day. She speaks. Then Dominic gets on the mic. At WrestleMania, I decided decided not to show aggression towards my dad. I don't think I've heard him get heat like that yet. But it was beautiful. It was like the entire stadium and city was going to turn into molten lava and sink back into the core (laughs) of the earth. And I I was so proud of my baby. So proud of that baby. Um, I actually saw our very own Open Mike Eagle tweet about it. Someone posted a clip saying, like, why is it that Dominic cannot get his promos right? And Mike retweeted it saying, but why is it that it makes me love him more? And I'm like, it's same, it's same. Like, when he came out and he was like, keep my name in your, out of your mouth. (laughs) He just slips up with his idioms and with what he's trying to say. Um, Yeah. But what would have pissed me off a year ago now just makes me love him more because he doesn't falter anymore. When he slips up, he backs it up with a shit-eating grin and just carries on, and it makes me love him even more. Yeah. Carry on, son. Just keep, as you were. Keep doing what you do. When they came out behind Rhea, when she came up holding that championship and the three of them just stood behind her, clapping and cheering and like cheerleading her, Judgment Day reached their fullest form I, I i love everyone having the gold but if everyone can't have the gold i want them back in her all day long now triple h prior to introducing them or Rhea specifically announced that the draft would be coming soon that every single superstar was up for grabs 
assuming he still maintains majority creative control, which let's assume for now he does until we get uh, right now. The Monday, the Raw after WrestleMania was an aberration and nothing more. If this is his opportunity to remake the rosters the way he thinks they should be done, I'm really curious to see how he splits them up. You know, what tag teams get split apart? Which go together? How are we going to reshuffle the women's divisions? Are we going to have the title switch brands so they're each the other brands champion? I'm fascinated, even though I hate brand splits. <laughs> like, all right, do you're something on record. With it. Yeah, you're on record as hating that. I, I hear you. And what's been meaningless? They all show up on the other show right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the plan is for the brand split. I have been actively avoiding spoilers and backstage gossip, um, and that is allowing me to enjoy my wrestles a lot more. I don't know. Are they planning to have things be completely separate? Are they planning to have people work across both rosters? I don't know. I don't care. I like wrestling. La, la, la. Um, that's where I'm living. That's my happy space. I welcome you all to join okay. me here. I like separate brands if, if, if it is a separate brand. But we'll see. Let me pitch you something. Please do. See what you think of this from a storyline perspective. You separate the rosters. And then you have penalties for people who appear on the other show. Oh. And this is, this is one idea. Strike one is a fine Strike two is a weak suspension. Strike three is you cannot challenge for any title for 12 months. Oh. The reason why I think that, and there's some maybe mix in there, is it adds a layer to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to chase somebody down so badly that they're willing to get suspended or be fined yeah. over it? Who's willing to take themselves out of championship contention? Is there someone for whom... You're so uh, you're you want to beat them up so badly that yeah. you're willing to break those rules. Yeah, and there is so yeah. Like I'm like oh my god, I could absolutely see Sammy losing the belts, chasing the Usos to beat the shit out of him. You know, I've been thinking about mm-hmm. that a lot after Raw and after SmackDown with the Usos, Sammy, um, Kevin, of it all still going on. I'm like, you know what? This feud does not need the belts. They had to take the belts off the Usos to make the point, mm-hmm. but the fact that it continues. Is the belts aren't necessary in that feud anymore? Like they just want to kill each other, and now it's is all about getting it off of Roman. Who do you think would benefit the most from from a switch? I mean, it's like you say, but but practically is no brand right now, so I just don't know. I think it's mid card that needs mixing up, so we can start playing some new stuff in the IC title and the US title. Maybe I think the women need to mix up a little bit. I think we need to. Maybe bring in some fresh blood. I could 100% see Bron Breaker and Roxanne Perez coming up from NXT because they were not successful in the Stand and Deliver matches as champions. Right. So I could see them coming up. But now we have Bron Breaker the heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, him as a heel is great. Great move. And it's good to give him both ends of the spectrum. He was yeah, pretty much white hot when he came in as a baby face. Now he can be the heel. I finally realized that that championship is nothing but a curse on my career. I also realized that I don't need the approval of these scumbags anymore! You people are gonna see a side of me that you have never seen before. That type of character works like high energy, but bring him in as a heel. Yeah, oh, totally. Man. I think that's really fun. I would love to watch Bron Breaker Gunther, honestly. Mm, I think that would be mm-hmm. a, a hoss fight of hosses. 
You know what I don't want to see? Not to not to bring mm. it down. <laughs> it's been mm. on TV a lot the last week where I was like, oh, this guy? Fucking riddle. It was so weird to me that they seemed to think, I'm going to be fucking delighted to see this guy. <laughs> like, the way they came in at the end with Sammy, I'm like, fuck you. Are you even friends with Sammy? Are you buddies with Sammy? What? Are, what didn't you leave? Fuck you. He's got a ready-made feud with Solo Sokoa. I know, I just injured, can't but, bear yeah. it. No, neither of them wear shoes. I want to be the shoeless one, says Matt. I'm the shoeless one, says Solo. I did not miss that guy. It turns out I did not miss that fella at all. I didn't really miss him either, but he's he is good. I know, but he's, he's very good in the ring. Human, um, yeah, just he he has like icky heat with me. He gives me the ick uh, in yeah. in in Love Island terminology. He gives me the ick. I'd really love to see La Knight benefit from this yes. either either by staying or going. I think that the best use of New Day folks right now, while everyone is healing up, is like elevate La Knight. Elevate him. <laughs> yeah. I don't he's know who he faces win. next. He's he's a, he, he's owed a win. He needs one. He has one over Rey Mysterio. He did beat Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but he needs like a high profile run. I feel like he does, he does deserve it. I think he's owed it. And I I would hope that they were listening to the very vocal feedback at WrestleMania that the fans want it. So we'll see. I think Triple H knows what he I think he knows what he has. I mean, he knows like his, you know, LA Knight was not an unknown quantity when he came in. He was no. already an older wrestler. He was a veteran. He a knows what he is. Yeah, he knows what he can do and what he has in him. And honestly, he looks incredible. He's going incredible, but he's not getting younger, so you are on a clock. Like pull yeah. the trigger, please. Please. I do think he would be a fantastic Money in the Bank winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Imagine him with that briefcase. Yeah. I don't want him wearing a crown. I don't think he needs to wear a crown, but I would like him with a briefcase. He would also be a great king of the ring. (laughs) He would be a great king of the ring, but I'd rather he was a Money in the Bank winner. Well, if you got any thoughts on what happened in the past week of wrestling, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group, or you can find us on all the other socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, wish WWE best of luck with its future endeavor. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much. Animal trivia is our love language. And dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune into Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined by Lindsay Kelk. It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. Kate on a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? what? 
On WrestleMania Sunday, word began to spread that WWE was being purchased by Endeavor, the parent company of UFC. The announcement was formally made the following Monday. We still don't totally know how far the ramifications of this will go, but the immediate consequence is that Vince McMahon is back as a member of the board, and at least to some extent creative, although he says, I'm not getting in the weeds, which he said before. And then He fucking loves the, the weeds, weeds Hal. He was dressed like one of those duck hunters where he had like, the full <laughs> suit with weeds. Rolling around in him, rubbing them all over his face. Weed yeah. me, he says. Weed me. Yes. Showing up like looking like an extra in the aviator. <laughs> Good lord. Gross. What was your initial reaction to the news, Lindsay, when you heard? My initial reaction was, ooh, not Saudis, which um, <laughs> was fun. Let that be a lesson to all of us who believe everything we read, because how many people were like, it's a done deal, it's a done deal. And it wasn't, it turned out. So that's nice. My second reaction was, how will Vince be involved? And then my third reaction was, yikes, because I fear change. What about you? I was fascinated. They gave it a $9 billion valuation, which according to reports is sort of what he was looking for monetarily. Like so much more than we were going to give him. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Endeavor gets 51% of the shares, which means Vince McMahon and everybody else is 49%. So the stock value went up. So if you were a stockholder, you would have been happy, at least in the short term. I think the big play, just outside of the, the Vince of it all. And I don't know where that will sit ultimately. I believe that he loves money more than he, like to him, money is control. That mm-hmm. is why he waited to make as much as he possibly could. Yeah. And the the overarching thing I have noticed with a lot of people in the industry, more specifically people of his generation, like Jim Ross talks about money all the time, what the yeah. payout is, where the checks are, all of those things. Yeah. So that is a very big deal. Like you, the amount of money he made off of his purchase of of whatever it was, Capital Wrestling Company or whatever yeah. it was called initially when he bought it from his dad is unreal. It's probably the, the best profit margins you'll ever see from a purchase. And I think that Endeavor has, they do really well at increasing the value of the companies they buy. They did it with UFC. Yep. UFC and WWE merged, not merged, but under the same umbrella, having like brand fluidity mm-hmm. creates a lot of interesting possibilities. But this is what I think is the biggest play. And this is this would be my move if I were Endeavor and like this is how we're gonna make the most money. It's not about eighty dollar pay per views twelve times a year. That's small potatoes and not everybody's gonna pay for that. They'll maybe pay four times a year. You're better off doing a subscription model. But if you say we have whatever they wanna call it, Battle TV, there's a way better name than that. And you pay for the streaming service that gives you access to the entirety of UFC and the entirety of WWE, including their entire tape library. To me, the biggest folly of the WWE network was that they didn't properly leverage the entirety of that tape library that it's there's so much of that sitting there that is just money for people who will never who don't know who roman reigns is and don't care and just want to watch the awa shows they watched as a kid or the nwa shows they watched as a kid or want to go back and watch just the wcw stuff to have that full library available that's like invaluable and if they can do that in the next couple of years i think that is the biggest the biggest ongoing just revenue stream for them outside of like the big ticket media mm-hmm. deals and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. And I think Peacock was a great deal for me personally because mm-hmm. I subscribed to Peacock. Um, so it was like I suddenly got wrestling for free. But I don't know if it has been the best decision for 
wrestling fans, like you say. Like, is it the best decision yeah. for casual fans and families? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it the best thing? Like, I do miss stuff from the network. Like, we've talked about this a lot. And when I was in the UK, where they still have the network, and I subscribed while I was home, and I watched it so much because I had it. And it's so easy and it was, I mean, it had its issues. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the perfect streaming service, but I do miss being able to do those deep dives and dig around and find some nuggets, um, which the Peacock service just doesn't allow for. Uh, and that would be interesting. I, when is that deal up? Three years. In the biggest scheme of things, it's not long because they would have to start negotiations to renew relatively soon. If it's a five-year deal, a couple of years from now, they're going to need to know what they're doing. You're someone who's a Peacock subscriber. I am as well. Mm-hmm. So when WWE Network folded in, it was like, no big deal. I still have yeah. access to it. You're going to keep Peacock no matter what, right? Yeah. WWE yeah. goes away. Most likely, Let's say yeah. WWE offer, has a limited offering on Peacock of like, you know, the premium events are there and maybe a, a handful of original series, maybe a handful of archived stuff. But in addition, for 15 bucks a month, you get platinum access to whatever their new streaming service is. Would you pay that? Uh, I hate myself, but yes, I probably would. I would too. Yeah. I don't think it's a hate. I, think I, it's, I, I hate think myself because can... I am already subscribing to so many fucking things, Hal. I subscribe well, to so well, many things. Of course. No, me too. But I almost certainly would. I actually recently quit New Japan online, uh, New Japan World, which I tapped out of last year and then came back for Wrestle Kingdom and then was like, wait, they, this is I'm still not watching this. So that is $9.99 yen back in my pocket every month. Yeah, I, the, the Peacock play is a smart play because it opens them up to people who, who might not otherwise be watching wrestling. So I think there's value. Yeah, it's a very family-friendly app. Both sides have value in that deal. I, I think there's still value there, but I think you can also make it a more limited offering. Yeah. Where they still get, I think the premium live events are going to be most attracted, attractive to yeah. them. Because I don't want to pay like pay-per-view fees anymore. Like I used to pay those pay-per-view fees and I don't know if you can go back from paying nine ninety nine for the network and then whatever you pay for Peacock and getting them included. I don't know if you can go back and say, hey, I'm going to need $50 from you every fucking month or every three months again. Like I don't want to yeah. do that again. You, mm-hmm. you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube financially in the current climate, in this current economical climate, how it's not sensible. Yeah, I mean, I think people point to the UFC and their their pay-per-view prices skyrocketing, but they are a pay-per-view company. Yeah. They're not doing house shows. They don't have a weekly television show. So so it's just these premium events. That is more of a boxing yep. type of model, yeah, yeah, which is fine and, and smart. Yeah, pay more because these fans are going to pay it. There's a price tolerance, right? Yeah. This business model is so different it puts WWE in a different stratosphere than any other wrestling company on the planet. I don't care if you like them or not. And you don't have to learn to love it, but you do have to accept the fact that that's like there is no other company. You would, I think if you added all the other wrestling companies on the planet together, I don't even think they'd be worth half of $9 billion. No. Like it just wouldn't. And they're going to expand internationally now in a way that they had not previously. Like this is. WWE is about to become very, very, very big. Yeah. My first thought was like, oh, the kids from Succession could buy it. They went 10. Yeah. They went 10 bill. 10 bill. Yeah. Oh, it's a million less. Sorry, a million less. Yeah, they went 10 in the end. Maybe they could jump out of the Pierce deal and swoop in. I don't know what the impetus was for Vince to sell. I don't know if it was, I know I can't come back the way that I did 
independently so I can sell the company and that it's not my company anymore. And I just work there and I work at a deal, you know, a lot, oftentimes Mm -hmm. when a company is sold, especially if they're a successful company, part of that will be a contract with all of the, all of the top executives to stay for whatever it is. They'll try and sign you to like a three-year deal, five-year deal so that you stick around because Mm -hmm. it works. We just want to, we want to pour gasoline on the fire. We're not trying to. Yeah. We're not trying to start it from scratch. And Vince has a two-year deal, right, included in this. Yeah, and then he can, if if he wants to retire and have all the money in the world, he can. I agree with you, though. I think it's about control. I don't. I mean, yes, it's money, of course, because everything is money. High capitalism. Yeah. But I think he has just been sat at home, watching other people run away with his baby and thrive, and this is the. As crazy as it is, given all the money involved and how big of a deal it is, that this was the easiest way for him to get back in, which sounds insane. That is true. But they were never just going to let him come back. Right. But what I got away from my head talking about it was part of him being away and not being able to come back in is Triple H getting a shot to run creative and basically sprinkle the pixie dust that he had in NXT over the main roster. Yeah. And that's been wildly successful vince can come back and be in charge Mm -hmm. and he can take credit for all the stuff that triple h is doing that's increasing the brand and all that without really having to do much i don't know his ego even though we know he has a huge one you don't know none of us knows for sure what's going on we all know what's best for business Mm mm-hmm is is Triple H remaining in charge of creative because he's done such a great job yeah. with it. So, Look, I'm not a psychiatrist, Hal, but I am a 42-year-old woman who cares about yes. her washing, as we've established earlier. So you mm-hmm. can tell I'm of sound mind, if not sound body. Sure. Something's up with that man because he's grown a pencil mustache and he's coloring his hair. And they yes. are not the actions of a man who is perfectly comfortable with where he's at in life, is all I'm going no. to say. We shall see. You know, like, that's the thing. It's like, I I 100% want to believe everything's going to be okay. Roar and Smackdown signs point to maybe it's going to be okay. That man's hair and mustache keep me one eye on the door, you know? (laughs) I want to see when he's coming in. Where is he? Twirling a cane. You know, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned about the state of that man's mind. He's constantly saying that the rent is due. He's coming to collect it. Yeah. Yeah. Canceling Christmas, doing all those things with that mustache. <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous and very weird. And- well, Mr. Scrooge was a great wealth creator, something else we learned from Succession. As we know, no one yes. likes to talk about that. No one likes to talk about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You just watched the I latest just episode. Watched didn't I just watched it. <laughs> just watched it. You have it on the brain. We will stay spoiler free for everybody. Every second of this season is lodged into my brain. What a shock. I could not believe this happened. Yeah. But they came in and bought the WWE. <laughs> that was a twist. <laughs> that was a twist. We wanted to find out what everybody else's thoughts on WWE's acquisition was. Newly minted Max Fund member Mark, thank you, Mark, on Facebook said, I feel like this is a bad, bad, no good, icky news. I could care less about who owns them, but specifically Vince reinstalling himself as the end-all be-all has already started to rear its ugly sex crime committing head. Fair point. And Blakely Photography on Instagram, worried that Vince and K. McMahon will be back and all the good momentum leaves. 
Henry on Facebook. As long as it doesn't affect Triple H's creative vision and storytelling, I don't care about it. Once I got past the like, oh, they're selling a company, my brain was like, hey, remember why this man had to leave? And my, mm-hmm. the rest of my brain was like, la, 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 we have to continue to live. <laughs> like, stop, stop thinking about it. I'm like, like, can't really? It's all bizarre. And it's all still very fresh, too. It's like hard to process to me. Anyway, tell us more about your hopes for the new era of WWE on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff. Caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right. Trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. (laughs) Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses. Lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world. Stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses. Every other week on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined today by Lindsay Kelk and Julian Burrell. I can do one too. <laughs> I'll even, let me let me turn on my oh video. Oh my for god, this it's Julian! For goodness sakes, oh, let your me face. fix my hair. Like, has he been let here me all along? <laughs> It's time to share the joy of wrestling with you, friends. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Julian, what do you want to put over? Do you have something? Post uh, pay-per-view scrums are just a normal thing now, and they have been for a few years. None of them will ever be as eventful as the one from uh, last August, September from AEW. But uh, Roman coming in after the pay-per-view was actually a lot of fun and the answers that he was giving where he was clearly poking fun at everybody who was there to do their jobs was a lot of fun and it was i think done in a way where he was at least he was still he was performing but he was still doing part of what his duty as a person who works for the company is which is to you know answer questions and put over the event that they just saw so um there were a couple funny things one was when he first came in and was like oh looking like a lot of surprised faces everybody's looking like a bunch of idiots huh what's wrong with y'all why are you guys looking so surprised Let's make this quick. Somebody said that was Jesus walking out of the tomb on Easter. That was very fun. <laughs> the other thing that was very funny was when him and Paul Heyman are up there and they spot the guy who Punk said, did you used to do improv? And I understand you did improv with one Mr. Scott Colton. <laughs> Roman and Paul called him out and said, wait a minute, aren't you the guy who kind of makes problems at these sort of events? How are we sure we can trust this guy? He has a bad habit of starting problems at press conferences. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, yeah. <laughs> you care to ad lib and maybe, uh, you know, rebuttal him? Yeah. No, he knows he has a bad habit of asking bad questions yeah. at press conferences. Let's say the improv or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fantastic little moment. Great way to troll and continue yes. to do your job. Lindsay, 
Yeah, I actually was almost going to put that over to Julian. I thought it was excellent. When he asked him what his question is and he asked about the Endeavour sale and he said, well, I'm not going to talk about that, so you wasted your question and gets up and walks out. It's fucking fantastic. Um, I loved it, right? Uh, But there are two things I did want to put over. One is incredible artist at sketchbook underscore island on Instagram who made my Snagglepuss, so-called Snagglepuss dreams come true. Thank you so, so much. Please go check him out on Instagram at sketchbook underscore island. It's magic and it's perfect and I love you forever. Thank you so much. And the other thing, John Oliver has talked about WWE a bunch on last week tonight. Over the years, he's talked a lot about the union situation and the workers situation, the healthcare and just the company being a shit show. So of course, he touched on the sale this week to Endeavor. Unfortunately, he didn't have long because it couldn't be the main, it couldn't be his main event. Unfortunately, that's why it's ours. But he did take 11 seconds uh, specifically to insult Vince McMahon's hair and uh, face choices. And we have a clip of that for you to enjoy if you didn't get to see the show itself. I am so glad that he is saying nothing there because I'm exclusively interested in what is happening on his face. If you have never seen Vince McMahon before, don't worry, you still haven't because this is what he's looked like for the last 30 years or so, whereas this is clearly an AI-generated response to the prompt Snake Tycoon. Look. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that brings back memories. Uh, <laughs> I do want to, uh, I'll put over two things. One of them we're going to listen to. The other is, uh, I still remember MJF being a great heel. And he did a signing recently. There was like a line out the door that shows somebody bringing in a bunch of action figures for him to sign. And him signing each one and then throwing it across the room for them to go pick it up <laughs> afterwards. Which is a great shit. heel move. Thank you for staying in character, MJF. We, we appreciate it. The other is Cody's promo on monday night raw to help create some story around him and brock and it was fantastic but maybe the best part of the whole promo was him referencing the rubber chicken that was thrown into the ring while he sat there or laid there uh after the main event of night two of wrestlemania it was this bizarre meme worthy moment and you never know if that stuff's ever going to be called out but cody's smart enough not to let something like that slide so here's what he said You want to know what's more embarrassing than laying there surrounded by 80,000 people with a rubber chicken a foot away from your head and not the two titles that you came to get? Fantastic. Good promo all the way around. Definitely worth checking out. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. Your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can follow at Hal Lublin on all social media, including Spoutable. Might I'll, maybe I'll start spouting over spout, there. Spout, 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 spout it spout out. It out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all sorts of fun things to check out. I will be recording for those who supported We Got This. Uh, or those who listen to this uh, podcast and are supporters. Uh, the bonus feed is going to have a We Got This episode soon, uh, which will be... Mark and myself doing a 10 question clean slate during which we will take turns. uh, We will take turns eating chicken nuggets that are doused with the sauces from hot ones. We have ordered the season 20 set. So we will do the hot ones gauntlet as we do a clean slate. And that is a bonus for people who are members. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Lindsay, you just announced uh, your book title and cover. It looks great. Just announced my book cover. Thank you, Hal. Yes, Love Me Do is my next book out um, in the UK this coming July, US and Canada this coming September, Australia, New Zealand, somewhere around then, (laughs) the rest of the world 
in that area. Um, but yeah, we, we released the cover today, today as we record. And I've had so many nice messages, which is is really lovely because it was a big, bold departure from my previous designs. So, I mean, I didn't do it. I say my designs. I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't do that cover. I just wrote the book. But yeah, so many people have been so nice. These things are scary. It's scary to put things out. Um, so it looks great. Thank you, everyone, for being so supportive. It means the world to me. But yeah, out in July, out in September, available for pre-order now, wherever you get your books, or ask your local library to get it in for you. They can do that. Do it. Our producer is the Pundertaker, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our new theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at the Max Fun Store, maxfunstore.com. Celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. Don't forget, Depotico has that logo t-shirt for 14 bucks. Limited time only. We'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling next fun's the network Tyson fights is the name maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported